This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Previously on In The Moment. Right, Chris Rock kind of said, yo, I, I, I don't really treat my daughter like that because if I do, my daughter's going to go out here and find out that the world don't love her like I do. So I don't give her that. Right? And it's a joke and it's not a joke and it's a whole thing you could debate it, but that's not here nor there. I think that that got lost in my delivery at times. But I don't think that's all of it, if I'm being honest. Here's where I want you to tell me how you feel. Okay. If we were going to be transparent and honest on platforms Mm -hmm. as men and women, Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about the trolls, let's almost envision a world where trolls don't matter. They're not there. We're talking about people who are speaking from genuine experience. Tell me if this is fair or not. I believe that women are allotted a little more patience whenever they decide to speak from hurt than when men do it. What I mean by that is, typically if a woman gets on a platform and says, this is my experience with men, whatever that experience may be, it may be that men ain't shit. Men are dogs, men cheat, men this, men that. It's usually met with understanding more so than if a man were to do it. Because women understand, I've been there. Now, some guys will get defensive, but they shouldn't. Me, I receive that message as, that's her experience. I don't receive it as, she's man bashing. She's putting men down. I receive it like, yo, that's what she has experienced. And she may be speaking from a place of hurt. But as long as I don't take it personally, which I shouldn't, Maybe I can actually learn something because we said earlier, you can learn from someone who's smart. You can learn from someone who's stupid. You can learn from someone who's angry. You can learn from someone who's happy. There might be something in that message I can learn from, or I may look at it and go, if that is all of her experiences, then she should take a little bit of accountability for that because those are men you chose. At some point you did choose them. So half of me feels that way. Half of me feels like I understand. However, If a man were to get on that platform, and I'm not talking about the men who just get on platforms and talk shit about women. We know who they are. Not them. But if a man gets on that same platform and goes, yo, these are my experiences with women. I've seen women do this wrong, that wrong, this and that, and I felt this and that. I don't think it's given the same amount of patience. It's more so received as you're a man basher. It's toxic masculinity. How dare you speak of women that way? Even if he is attempting to come from a place of hurt and not necessarily bashing. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Is that a double standard? And if you believe it is, why do you think so? It is a double standard. 
And the reason why I believe it's a double standard is because in today's world and society, we see it as that more men do more harm to women than women do harm to men. Because of that, we put women on a, I don't want to say higher pedestal, but it's easier to um, empathize with women because more men statistically or however you want to see it or however the society is, it's a man's world, right? Have historically done more harm to women. Historically, more men have done harm to women than vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, a lot of people do not want to extend the same grace to men as they do women. However, in today's time, I think men deserve the same grace women do have. Like, I, I think that. But because the society does not give men that same grace, it comes off differently. Because when you do go through something that a woman went through, you know, and you do want to express it, it's so quick for society to shut you down. And because of that, I feel like it builds up anger in those men who have gone through the same thing as women. And because of that, it leads to why may, why people, I think, um, may think that you like would be bashing women on your platform. And you're not necessarily bashing women on your platform. It's just your tone. Your tone of frustration comes out harsher than what people are ready to receive. And because of that, they see the frustration as bashing and anger instead of listening to what your frustration really is stemming from. Mm, so we agree there. Yeah. You see it the same way I saw it. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that this world needs to give men the same grace. Like, woman, man, whatever, human being who goes through who goes through the same things. And when people start to recognize that and stop blaming men for everything, men as a whole gender for everything, yeah. which we get it how history is, but of course. there's a lot of men out there who aren't like that, and they're going through the same thing that women go through. They're experiencing the same thing. But because no one wants to listen to them, your anger is more built up and it comes out more aggressively than it may should or whatever. But that's because no one's listening to you. And when no one listens to you, that's more frustrating than anything. When you're trying to say, I'm here, I'm going through, like, Queen, I understand, I'm going through the same thing as you. And no one wants to listen to me because I'm a man. Mm -hmm. I can get how that be frustrating. But I think the people who listen to the podcast and think that you're a woman bash is because they're not paying attention. They're listening to your tone instead of your message. And sometimes your tone can be more aggressive than it should be. But I feel like that's just how you are. Like, for me, I see that's just Mo and Mo. Like, your tone, that's you. New York, that's, that's just your tone. At the same time, if it wasn't that aggressive, would it go viral? Would anybody care? You see? Because it's, no. it's like, in certain instances, it's like, oh, he's talking. The passion comes and it with helps, your tone. Right? But if, I, if it were directed towards women, it would immediately go into... He's bashing women. Yeah. Because I've noticed this. If a man comes out and says certain things that are directed towards women and you do genuinely mean it in a sense of, I'm a man. I am trying to express to you as a woman how you could help me as a man. That's not always going to be received in the best light. But if that same exact message is presented from a woman, it's received way differently. I just heard it in, I got to find it. I'm going to try to find a clip and play it here. But it was a woman who was speaking to, I'm angry for men. Because she was speaking to how difficult it is as a man to be facing depression and what you have to deal with in the world. 
and then what you have to go out and provide and how a lot of men feel like, damn, I'm only loved conditionally. If I'm providing something, if I'm giving money, if I'm taking care of the home, whereas when in times when I just need you to support me just as a human being because I am fucked up right now, I got to come home and deal with you attacking me as opposed to you loving me. And if a man delivers that message, it's like, here goes another man complaining. Whereas when the woman said it, it was like, she is spitting. And that's where the grace comes in. People are more receptive to what a woman says. No matter who the message is for, because she's a woman and I feel like she goes through more heartaches, I'm going to listen to her message, even if it is about a man. Because she understands a struggle that no one on this earth could possibly understand. So it's easier to listen to her than a man who barely even knows what childbirth feels like. You see what I'm saying? Like, as someone on the outside, that's... Mm -hmm. Completely. That's why, and I, I hate it's like that. I, I do too, because I, I do want you to listen to that woman talk. Because when but, I listened, I got chills, and I said, "Woof!" But I also knew in the back of my head, man, if a man said that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't listen to thirty seconds of that. But in a world where so much right now, especially right now, right now, a lot of what a uh, majority of women see right now, all we think of when a man gets on a mic is that he's going to say a female did this and a female did that and she needs to do this for her man instead of right. a real message because but when a woman we don't does that listen to it. that's prime podcast material yes when See? a woman says it it's like oh wait a second cuz she talking. talking See, and that's I the you know what I mean her. and i know that's not most women that's not most men that are just a few it wasn't like a lot of women said that but i really did care because i'm like y'all can say whatever y'all want but y'all not going to say that i'm bashing women i i was like everything i am is due to women. It's the people choosing to ignore the good men of the world. Mm. You want to get so caught up with what you hear from the bad that you're choosing to ignore the ones that are actually good. And, of course, it's projecting as well. Yeah. Right? The things that people see are usually the things that are of them. Or what you've been through. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. you see the world as you see it, not as it actually is a lot of the mm -hmm. time. And I even saw a tweet today that uh, it touched my heart. It went viral. It was from a woman. And she said, you hear all of this stuff about men. But the man you never hear about is the man that actually gets with you after the hurt. And actually it works. And mm -hmm. he listens. And he's patient. And he guides you through all of that shit that you done dealt with and deals with it even when he don't have to because he loves you. And he shows you that there is a better life out here mm -hmm. if you find the right guy. That, that I know a lot of women who was married to that guy. But we don't see him. They don't tweet about that guy. There's no happy I finally found the right fucking guy day. Like, why is that not a day? There's a taco day. <laughs> There's a pupusa day. Not the love of my life day. It's not a I finally <laughs> found this, this king. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just wanted to, I guess, shine a light on the fact that I do believe that that's a double standard. And you, I kind of feel like if you... If you have a little bit of sense, you know when a guy is just up there bashing women. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. A lot of podcasts do that. A lot of men do that. And then you should be able to distinguish the difference between when a man is just speaking from hurt and experience and literally trying to genuinely give you ways that maybe you can just better yourself as a woman to help a man. And I do think we got somewhere when we did the double standard episode. Mm -hmm. For listeners who may not have been around then, we once did a, uh, an episode called the Double Standards Draft. And we talked about a shit ton of double standards that I feel like get swept under the rug, especially when it comes to men. And I think we got to bring that back one day, but. Absolutely. I understand more now. All right. You got that? Yeah. Say less. Who's next? More ain't shit.
And now it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. What'd you do now? (laughs) So this is stemming from the conversation that we kind of had last week about my love life when you was trying to get deep and I wasn't ready. Yeah, because you letting your jaded past control your future. Mm. Wow. And first of all, anytime I hear Jada, last thing I want to do is be married. But <laughs> any, any word, nah. <laughs> um, I started doing some thinking about this whole situation. And it's so deep that I think we're going to have to go into it part by part every week. Oh, gosh. Let's but <laughs> I'll, I will start from here since we being vulnerable today. Uh-huh. You know, somebody told me, um, somebody I actually admire who's, I don't want to say his name, but he's he's really successful. He's a big deal. And he told me the key to your life when finding a woman right now, she has to be equally yoked. That was a term he used. Mm-hmm. She has to literally have the same thing, you know what I mean, yep. that you have going. She has to be as ambitious as you. Same level. Same level. She got to be getting it like you. She has to have as much to lose as you because... What's going to happen is one way or another, you are going to start to feel like, well, how is this beneficial to my life? Because typically, a lot of us, if you're fortunate enough, you find a partner at a point in your life when you're still growing, mm-hmm. finding yourself, you're both coming up, you're both figuring it out. Building. But if you happen to get to a place where you're all right, now you're in cruise control a little bit, figured it out a little bit, got a little bit of success, you got yourself together, you know who you are, you know what you're about, you know what you represent. Now you got to find a partner that's not going to take away from what it took you so long to build. But add to it. But add to it. Mm-hmm. In order to add to it, you have to be equally yoked mm-hmm. because you ain't going to be able to handle it. How are you going to deal with it? The moment you start subtracting from my situation, well, what exactly, how exactly does this equation fit me? Mm-hmm. And I heard Shannon Sharp say the other day on a podcast something to the extent of he realized at some point in his life that as much as he hated to admit it, football was number one. He's a retired football player, for those who may not know. But he said, yo, I, I almost hated it about myself, but I, almost, I also didn't know how else to be. He's like, since I was six years old, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play football. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to play football. I wanted to do this, blah, blah, blah. It kind of took me to the Tom Brady situation. And he's like, you know, I'm married and I got kids and I love my family. And they used to always feel away because daddy wasn't always around. You know, my wife wanted me to be around mm-hmm. more. And a lot of men struggle with that situation of how do I find that balance? Because my wife is telling me I need to be home more. But at the same time, if I'm home more, I can't, I can't afford. Do this. I can't give y'all this lifestyle we have. So he felt like, damn, I get it. Maybe I shouldn't be doing three days. Maybe I shouldn't be with the team more than my family. Maybe I shouldn't be doing things to where I'm so tired I can't go to my kid's game after. At the same time. When my kids needed a car, daddy got it. When my kids wanted to go to private school, daddy got it. When my wife wanted the car, the house, the, the whatever, daddy got it. And if I couldn't do that, would I still have been loved? Which goes back to some men having this mentality of I have to be providing in order to be loved. And if I'm not providing, then maybe you won't love me the same. And if I'm around, you'll love my presence. But then I can't provide. What do you do? And he was stuck trying to find that balance. And that balance is hard when you're at the point in your life, which is kind of in the middle. You're not building anymore, and you're not at the top either where you can relax. Mark Wahlberg done bought a whole damn set in Nevada because he wants to be able to work next to his family. If you ain't there, 
and you ain't just start and you in the middle of I'm getting it, but I'm still getting it. How do you allow someone to enter? You see what I'm saying? And now yeah. you got to take it off together. That's been a struggle. I think it depends on the family and the family that you create and how it is um, built and interpreted. And what I mean by this, I'm going to apologize to my brother ahead of time because I'm going to share some things right here. And I think it can help some some people. That's the only reason why I'm going to share it. Just letting you know, bro. <laughs> Heads up. Um, I come from a family where that family time, that bonding of you being there for whatever I have going on was more important than what you could provide for me. Right? Mm-hmm. To me, that was always more important is who showed up for me. And it affected my childhood. If you were there for every chorus recital I had and stuff like that, that was more important than what you could physically provide for me. My mother made sure that she was like that, right? But at the same time, I kind of missed the aspect of having a father. I wanted my dad to be there too. And I didn't have that. And what I learned later on in life is that what I thought my brothers had with my dad, because my brothers, they have the same mom, right? Uh I'm the middle child and I have a different mother. And what I thought that they had, I was like, well, you had dad there. And Uh my brother's like, dad was there, but only financially. He wasn't there for us emotionally. Uh And it seemed like they needed him more emotionally. Mm-hmm. So when he said that, I didn't regret not having my dad there. Because I'd rather had that emotional bond than you financially being there. Wow. You see what I'm saying? I do. So that's what I would have preferred. But I think it's also on your family, the type of family that you want to have and what you want to create. If you want to create a family that only loves you based off of what you can financially provide, by all means. But if you want to create a family off of what I think a real family should be, which is a love connection and a deeper bond emotionally... And sometimes you have to make a bigger sacrifice than you think. Mm, that's deep. And I completely understand where you're coming from. And I do think that's the struggle with a lot of men of how do you find that balance? How can I be there emotionally as much as financially? And that's one of the hardest balances because I think obviously you can do both if your financial situation is not maxed out, right? But typically if if hey, if we're if going not, on vacations, yeah. wherever we want to go, and you, you know what I mean? Something's going to have to lose. There you go. You, you gotta know, sacrifice it, it, something. Something's gonna have to sacrifice. So it's it's what's more important to you and what's more important to the family that you want to have long term. The type of family you want to have long term. Which is why ultimately you believe that Tom Brady should have stopped playing football. Yeah. Got it. Because in the long haul, how it affects your kids. Yes, you did this and you're the greatest. But how is it going to affect your kids in their development and when they grow up and how they view their parents? Yeah, because they never grow up and give a shit that you was Tom Brady. No. Right? Like, you see that a lot. You don't never see Michael Jordan kids running around being hyped that their dad was Michael Jordan un- until they knocking down Scotty's ex-wife. And then all yeah, of a sudden. Well, that's a different thing. Yeah, yeah then they pull that Chicago Bulls card out. <laughs> yeah. Membership. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I respect that. I get it. So equally yoked, that's one aspect to the whole I guess, love life situation that I've struggled with since this uh this journey mm-hmm. that I've been on. Part two next week. Who's next? All right, sicko award. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just there. Katie, I give you one guess who's getting a sicko award this week. Alex. Who that? Oh. Who that? You don't know Alex? Alex who? I don't know who? his last name. The man with Sandy... Sandy Hook, he just lost that lawsuit. Oh, he is. Yeah, he got to pay nearly a sicko. billion to all the parents and Good. stuff for what he was saying about. No, no yeah, yeah, congratulations to you know to they they deserved something with all of that nonsense he was on. Um, and I hate his last name is Jones. 
Isn't it? Is that his last name? Who's trying to keep up with them? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. Not him. But no, he's a he's. Well, he's a hell of a candidate, and he actually might have should have been Kanye. You guessed it. Ah. Uh. <laughs> you guessed it. This dude. I think I'm done talking about Kanye after this. Okay. I think I just want to give him the ultimate, the first, the first ultimate sicko award to where you are so sick that you get this award and I move on. Mm. He's made some some other comments in which my mind, Kanye has always been fascinated with like leaders of any kind, whether they were good leaders, bad leaders, doesn't matter. You know, the Disney's of the world, the uh, Steve Jobs of the world, just any kind of uh, leaders who had somewhat cults behind him. He went into some really, really monsters, into complimenting monsters. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I ain't going to repeat it, but I think I'm over it. Yes. I think just the whole Kanye thing, I'm off it, I'm over it, I'm done, I'm washing my hands, I'm cool. It's problematic to everyone as a whole, and I don't think he wants to see it that way. But it everything doesn't. that he's saying is very dangerous. Extremely dangerous, and I, I don't know how you come back from this. I really don't. I don't like, think you do. But he's going to try. Because, of course. You know what I mean? Of what, course. Whatever narrative will help or whatever, uh, I should say, whatever side of history he needs to be on in order to help his narrative is where he'll end up. Mm-hmm. When he wants to be black, he's black. When he wants to appeal to the whites, he's white. He's all these things. And now he's going after groups of people. He's attacking people. He's asking to be green-lighted. Mm. I'm over it. I think I'm done. All right. Are we done here? Yeah. All right. Wish him the best. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah. I was dreaming about the game. I think some of you are blocking your blessings by not accepting what you currently have. What do you mean? So I think the key, in my humble opinion, to happiness is being grateful. I spoke to this before. You have to start somewhere with being grateful. Gratitude is extremely important on the journey to happiness, the pursuit of happiness, right? And I think a lot of people spend a lot of time looking at what someone else has or looking at where they believe they should be or looking at someone else who is somewhere where they believe they should be as opposed to looking at what they have and where they've already come from Mm. and where they want to go. And if you spend most of your time focused on the first three things I said, as opposed to the latter, well, you can very easily spiral into a pretty miserable place of where you are blocking your blessings because you're not counting your blessings. Mm -hmm. And, You know, I'm always kind of joking about how this generation of youth, which I hate doing it every time because I sound like one of them old heads that I said I would never sound like, but it's true. They're entitled and they want everything fast because of the microwave era. Whereas when I was coming up, it was a bit different. It was you understood the process, the journey, which is sometimes it's not about a bag. Mm -hmm. It's more about an opportunity. Right. And what you do with that opportunity typically We'll bring you a bag. I know people in their early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s who are almost they almost have this attitude of I'm depressed or I'm sad or I'm 
whatever because I'm not where I want to be. And damn do I wish when I was in my 20s I had somebody who was my age to go, relax, take it easy. You have so much life. It's very easy to look at somebody like Drake or Cardi and go, damn, they was rich in their mid-20s. You know what percentage of the population that is? Right? For you to be 25, 26 and feel like, damn, I want to be there. So I'm pissed now about where I I am because I'm not there. Right? But mid-25, I was out here doing things that really could have brought me harm. Late 20s, I was working in a mailroom of the number one urban radio station in the world. In the back of my mind, I had these thoughts of, I can do that. I'm on the bottom of the totem pole. This is my late 20s. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm behind. I'm behind in the game. Why am I not already there? I can go with the best of them at this radio thing. But they wasn't seeing that. In my mind, I thought they weren't. Oh, they were seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were afraid of it. Yep. And they weren't about to help. But in my mind, I'm like, they don't see it, right? And it would have been so easy for me to feel like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to bring mail to people who are not even saying thank you. There were times when a hundred and something boxes would be downstairs, and I would have to be the only guy to make sure these hundred and something boxes got to where they had to be. That was my day. And I'm doing that from 8 in the morning to 6 in the evening. Every day. And by the time I finished delivering those hundred boxes, not only did no one say thank you, they didn't ask me if I wanted whatever was in the fucking box. Sometimes it was henny. I'm like, y'all ain't gonna give me a bottle. It's in the box. You know, I can't get a little bit of henny. I mean, like, yeah. you know how they send mad stuff to the radio stations and it goes to all of the personalities. And I'm the guy delivering it. They just looking at me like, yo, drop it right there. And then I'm watching them do things and I'm watching them get on the mic. And I'm like, I could have told a better story than that. I'm funnier than that. I can do that. And I had to go sit back in that mailroom and almost feel this feeling of being nobody. You know? Walking across the office and people don't want to talk to you. They short with you. You're not important. They're looking down on you. That's some hard shit to go through. Mm -hmm. But somehow, some way, maybe it's because I'm just a different person. Maybe it's because I'm from a different generation. I'm not sure. Either way, instead of waking up every day and looking at it like, I got to move 100 boxes today for a bunch of people who are going to be ungrateful. I looked at it like every single day I'm that close to somebody who could change my life like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With the right attitude, that will eventually happen. Mm-hmm. Same way with your keys. I don't know how we're going to find your keys. I told you I went and said that prayer. We looking for your keys at a whole parade. But I said a prayer on the way to the car. I wasn't joking when I said that earlier. I was like, God, show her. I've asked God that. Show off. Like, is Katie playing with you? Mm-hmm. She don't really, like, she don't know. <laughs> I've done that about my family and my friends when they down. Nah, show them. Hey, look what happened. I ain't know how we was going to find them damn keys. Mm-hmm. But I knew we would. And we did. We did. Right? And the way that it happened, it just reminded me, like, you got to always keep that attitude. Always. No matter what the circumstances look like. In the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know who but I know I'm going to end up on the other side of this glass. Right. And I say other side of the glass because I used to drop the boxes off on the other side of the studio and always look inside the studio and want to be the guy that was on the other side on the mics. Mm -hmm. And look what's happened. Right. There was patience in that. There was faith in that. There was understanding of how this journey works in that. But if my attitude would have been, well, I ain't there now, so I'm depressed, 
So I'm mad. It ain't going to happen for me or anything of that negative stature. I don't think my mind would have put me in a position to actually be on the other side of the glass. Right. So when I say it's so important, regardless of your situation, regardless of your age, especially if you are that young, to count your blessings so you don't block your blessings, that's what I mean. Mm. Who's next? Quote of the week. I don't have one. What? Well, I might. Okay. Remember I told you earlier that there was a, a, a woman who spoke about she's angry for men? Uh-huh. I have to try to find this clip. Okay. And if I find it, then we're going to play it right here. Okay. And it's going to change everyone who's listened to it life. All right. At least I believe. Okay. Or at least it'll be just the two of us. But it's going to change somebody's life. <laughs> and if I don't yeah. find it, because I couldn't find it earlier, if I don't uh, find it. We're going to find it. Then this shit is going to cut to music. No, we're going to cut. Okay. All right. So okay. I don't know. Oh, we're going to have a faith? Yeah. Is this the part? Yeah. This faith? is the part. We're going to find. We're going to find it. This clip. Just like we found your keys. And you'll hear it right now. For our men. Because men are more likely to fight their way from depression to anger. Because depression is not a good look on a brother. That's what we think. And so while people will accept us as women kind of laying back and, oh, I was me, and they think that's the, there's something feminine about that, and it's not, it's still depression. But, but our cultural perspectives don't accept that from men. So depression can hide among women with social stereotypes about them being emotional, but it can't hide with men because it'll look weak. Oh. to fight his way up off of that depressed couch. And the only energy he can use to defend himself against your attacks on his masculinity is to fight his way out of depression into a fury with our men dropping like flies, with life expectancies at the bottom levels in this country. Because anger is literally shredding their bodies and their immune systems and their productivity, which is also so related to how many men define themselves. So if anger snatching both their productivity and their physical strength, God, we got to do something. Next week, bitches. A little money might just get your head gas. Keep it straight, but everybody got a tendency to lag. Throw a couple hundreds, take the money out the bag. I've been struggling, but when you're real, hard times don't last. I've been moving fast. Hungry for that paper and the cash. Leather on my seats, wrist rolls, first class. Barely trust myself, niggas turning backstab. Open up your eyes, look at the road before you crash it. You could see the pain in my heart cause it's broken I can feel the stress building up and I know it I just get the feels all up inside Then I come down from my high and then I see that shit for what it really is MTV, how you living, flexing in my crib Them cameras stop rolling all alone, real as Madrid I'd rather be solo anyway, just disappear I'm just trying to live, homie, make it through Type the year into a room, yeah. I don't fuck with none of them Money, your excuses, you gon' make a lot of one of them Them niggas in your path, do the math, I'm a sum of them Used to wanna pop me, now somehow I made a son of them Funny how times change, but people never do And it's funny, it's always people, it seem like it's never you You the 
one that got the drive, but it's everybody break. How the hell is it your birthday, but it's everybody cake? Ma- mask on when they with you, seem like everybody fake. Show they face behind your back, feel like everybody Drake. I mean, I just learned that people gon' always lie and pretend. What's a friend? Spell it out, you gon' just fry in the end. I put gifts inside this music to give them something to play. While they ain't accomplished shit, they just got something to say. They just taking all my weaknesses, everything that I fear. The problem ain't that they shit, the problem is that I can't fuck. I got issues, baby. Trust me, I got issues, baby. Heart is still ice cold, never blinking, baby. I've been thinking lately, stop myself from sinking, baby. Iceberg mindset, always winter, baby. I got issues, baby. Trust me, I got issues, baby. Heart is still ice cold, never blinking, baby. I've been thinking lately, stop myself from sinking, baby. Iceberg mindset. Said I got so many issues, I don't know where to begin. Been broken into pieces, I ain't going back again. That's why I could never blend. Ain't no need to pretend. I'ma always want the money more than I'ma want a friend. You brought up therapy. Yeah. How did you even arrive to this moment? It was something that has been bugging because I've heard so many times that, yo, Katie, you need to go to therapy. And so it was just building and my mom was like, Katie. I'm even going to therapy. Then I had a dream. And my grandma was like, bitch, go to therapy. And I was like, oh my gosh. Do I need to go to therapy? I think I do. But I didn't understand who. Well, that's the hardest part for a lot of people. Because sometimes it takes a person or two or three. A lot of people struggle with that. And counselors are real people. You know, Mm -hmm. that's something else that I think Port Counseling Group made clear to us, which felt good to me because you want to feel like you're talking to somebody who's been through something. They're real people. They talk to you as if you are a human being. They'll help you break down the communication barriers. They'll help you find the balance between accountability and self-compassion. Huge. They'll have some fun with you. They might even curse at you. What? Whatever it takes to get you right. (laughs) (laughs) It might be a turn up. Whatever it takes. They'll match your personality and they will genuinely help you. So like I said, you can start with a free consultation. Just visit portcg.com slash moment. M-O-E-M-E-N-T.